Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 10 of the Connext podcast. Today I'm here with my co-host, Nahir Patel, and we're going to be talking with Aaron McManus, senior software engineer here at RTI. Erin started her career at RTI and quickly rose through the engineering organization to become a senior software engineer on our core development team, as well as an engineering manager. Along the way, Erin has made some huge contributions to built-in QoS profiles, a relatively recent innovation called Topic Queries, and the Dynamic Data API. We hope you enjoy this interview. Hi, Erin. Thanks for joining us today. Hi. Why don't we start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and um, what you like here at RTI? Uh, yeah, I'm part of the core engineering team. I've been here in July. It's five years. And I came right from Vanderbilt University, um, that we have a good relationship with the university. So that's how I heard about RTI. And uh, So why don't you tell us a little bit about your first few days at RTI? How did those go? Um, <laughs> making, making you remember way back five years, almost five years. So, uh, well, it was exciting and fun, but it was also, I'm not gonna lie, it was like overwhelming and stressful. Like being hit by a fire hose. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was, you know, I was like nervous about starting my first job and especially starting here where this had nothing to do with what I did in my undergrad and grad school. Oh. <laughs> I majored in computer science. So as far as okay. that, my thesis was on like virtual reality. And so maybe I was- Give it yeah. a couple of years, we'll get there maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so coming here, I was just like, all these things were new, but I learned a lot. And you were new to California. Yeah. Because you didn't grow up here. Yeah, I'm from the East Coast. I'm from Maryland. Yeah. So that was also new. I didn't really know anybody here, but I always say I was really lucky to come out here not knowing anyone and to join this team. Okay, so you got started pretty well, and then you, you started growing and, and, and doing more at RTI. So tell us now how you kind of rose through the ranks. I mean, starting out right after school. Having to a, learn what the product was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, well, right. just having to deal with having a job in the first place, right? I mean, and now you're, you're, you've rapidly rose through the ranks, and five years becoming an engineering manager is pretty impressive. Oh, thanks. So <laughs> maybe take us through that journey. Yeah, so I started just like any other new hire on the engineering team. I started on support, uh, which I think is a really great experience. I think they're like, oh, I'm going to be on support. And like, you're not telling people to turn <laughs> off and on their computers. Yeah. It's like, these are very hard. Did you try plugging it in? Yeah. <laughs> it gives you a chance to kind of learn the product from a user's point of view, which is a really good perspective to have once you're actually on the team and developing because it, it puts a frame around why you're developing the features that you're developing and what kind of problems the user can run into and why it's important to design a API that is easy to use and understand. So Okay. And so I started on support and then I was on support for like six months. And that's pretty standard. Yeah, they usually say six months to a year and it kind of just depends on not only how well you're doing, but just kind of what um, stage in development the team is in. So if you're right near a release, they're probably not going to start you on the engineering team because everybody's super busy trying to get a release out. Okay. But if there's a project for you to kind of jump in on and help with, then they'll transition you then. It depends on a case by case. Okay. Know? So you spent six months on support and then where did you end up after support? <laughs> after support, I had my first project on the core team 
um, and it was increasing the message size max. <laughs> so <laughs> I apologize to anyone out there who has to interoperate with older versions of PBS <laughs> because those QoS settings aren't because of me. <laughs> but we needed to make this change. It was just changing a QoS, so it made sense for a new engineer to kind of be able to jump in on that because um, it doesn't involve touching too many layers, I guess. That makes sense. Then after that, I got onto another project that was customer-driven, and I've been on the core team since. And was the QoS profiles, that was one of your first projects, right? Oh, yeah. So the built-in QoS profiles came out of the Message Size Max project because okay. we were changing this um, really important QoS that you would need to, if you were interoperating with a older version, you would have to make these changes in your QoS profile. And there were a lot of changes that you would have to make. So we wanted to make it easy for users to just inherit from a pre-made built-in profile so that they could interoperate with older versions. So then we decided just, if we're going to add one, we might as well add a bunch. And that's where the built-in profiles came from. And would you say that that's kind of a, a common value across engineering? Is this customer-driven development or really trying to focus on the customer pain points? Yeah, we definitely try and focus on the customer pain points. Um, we do end up having a lot of customer-driven projects. We take on customer-driven projects that make sense for a lot of customers. And if a customer comes to us with something that we've heard complaints about or, you know, desires for from a lot of different places and we can see the value that that'll add to more than just this one specific customer, Yeah. then it makes sense for the engineering team to take that project on. That definitely does make sense. Yeah, it's everyone's experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you you went through this project to build up the built-in quality service profiles, and along the way, you, you kept advancing. So maybe tell us a little bit about what it was like to consider your options of staying as an engineer or look at a chance to be a manager. That's always come up and, you know, when you're, when you're having your one-on-ones and it's like, what do you want to do with your career? And, and I'm like, <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to like, be when you grow I up? Know. I think we're all still trying to figure out what we want to do, right, yeah. no matter what age we are. <laughs> yeah. And I guess my answer was always, I think it would be interesting to manage people, but I also really like my technical side. I don't want to give that up, but I found that I really enjoy helping people and trying to give what advice I can. At RTI, I really like that all of the managers on the engineering side at least still have their technical projects and they all code and develop and are very much involved in the product. We don't have managers yet at our only managers. So when that opportunity presented itself to me, I was willing to take that on because I was also able to still keep all of my other responsibilities. Have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but I think it helps so much because, I mean, I know when I was doing my engineering stuff that having a manager that you know, like you technically respect, right? Mm -hmm. That it's like that person worked possibly on the exact things you're working on in like a previous version of the product or or whatever it is, like they understand that when you go to them and you're like, I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed, they can look at what you're doing and like understand like it takes this much time, this might make it easier. Like you can be a more effective manager. And I think that, that you know, for the person you're managing, like they really listen to what you have to say then and they respect it so much more when it comes from somebody who they technically respect. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard when I see like, you know, especially for young engineers, when they have an engineering manager who isn't technical yeah. because it's like 
you're not managing like a tenth of what that person's going through at that point. Yeah. Yeah, and then they'll need some separate kind of mentorship. Yeah, and, then, <clears throat> and it's all disjoint, and yeah. there's no, like, that person doesn't understand, like, you know, the higher level of what that individual is going through, and it's it's just too much. But yeah, and it's I, hard, I, I think, because you're also getting into this thing where you get really talented engineers, and you're looking at the idea of, like, building a product, right? And so right. it's like, you know, Aaron is a great programmer and does all this stuff, and where is the most value added occasionally with people's time? And that's a, a thing that has to get weighed, right? That like, is it more valuable to like to mentor and to manage and do that or to have your amazing engineers doing engineering? Right. Right. And, you know, something I've noticed just everywhere I've seen, not just engineering, but especially in engineering is you're not just building the product, but you're building the people up too. Yeah. And that has that uh, compounding effect of being able to then build a better product and more features and, and functionality for customers. So... I think it's really cool that you jive with that and that you're uh, sticking with your technical skills but exploring the managerial side. I wasn't able to stick with the technical stuff, so I just went all product management. Yeah, I went into <laughs> so now marketing. I rely heavily yeah. on folks like you. <laughs> I know enough to talk about it. So. Yeah, um. or enough to be dangerous. <laughs> okay, so we'll wrap up this episode of the podcast with the same two questions that we ask all of the RTI staff that we interview. And the first one is, what is DDS? What is DDS? To be really technical about it, DDS is a standard managed by the OMG that we implement. And the standard describes a software framework that helps application developers um, build distributed systems. And so that was a lot of fuzzy words that <laughs> are strung together. <laughs> I always try and explain it to my friends and my family, and I just say, we take care of getting the data where it needs to be, when it needs to be there, and so that the developer can just do with it what they need to do and not have to worry about the how and the when. They can focus on the application. Right. Yeah, they're they the expert. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And so the second question is, now, can you explain that to me like I'm five? I guess how I would describe it to a five-year-old would be, say you have a letter that you want to send, and you want to send it to your friend. And what do you do? You put it in the mailbox, and somehow it ends up at their mailbox. And we're kind of like the mailman. It goes through this, you know, the mailman takes it and takes it to the post office and then it might go to another one and all that. But you don't have to care about any of that. And it shows up where it needs to be. That's a cool one. That is probably my favorite so <laughs> That's <long>. your favorite <laughs> I was not five. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to episode 10 of the Connext podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or suggestions for future interviews, please be sure to hit us up over on social media and you can also reach out to us at podcast at rti.com. Thanks and have a great day.